Hello and welcome all agents, trainers, Pikmin bloomers, ballers, lightship pilots, eight wall advertisers, and our beloved explorers and wayfinders. You are in season two of the Wayspotters podcast. I don't know how many times I'll say season two, but you're still in season two. Wayspotters is proudly brought to you by the Pokemon Professor Network, which is host to many of a great show. In season one, we talked about a lot of things. We went over kind of the basics of Wayfair. We went over the basics of POIs. And one of the things that we talked about in season one was that infamous, infamous Ingress episode that I was supposed to arrange and put together and told you guys all to stay tuned for that. Well, this kind of is going to be that Ingress episode, kind of. I've got two people and Lachlan here who have played probably way more Ingress than I have. And it recurs probably way more times than I have and are probably better at the game than I have. But speaking of Lachlan, hey, Lachlan, g'day. How are you? It's 7.30 in the morning and I'm dead to the world. Uh, if this is the episode that's dropping right after the global Hoenn tour, hello, surprise. We're talking about <laughs> not Pokemon Go today. And if this is the episode that's dropping before Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. Well, Lachlan, I we don't know when Niantic's going to drop the news in February about the review challenge yet, because it's the first week of January. So now let's get on to topic number one. Now on the Wayspotters podcast, we give you topic number one. As I mentioned earlier, we have two guests with us here to kind of loosely talk about Ingress and more about Wayspot placements and their thoughts on the strategies on it. I'd like to give a warm Wayspotters welcome to friend of the show, Agent X and Prince P-Dove. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing I do good. That. I'm doing good. <laughs> Let's go in order of further away from me. Uh, and not Lachlan. Let's go with you, Prince P-Dub. Why don't you give kind of your introduction on who you are and kind of why we're talking to you today? Hi, I'm Prince P-Dub. I'm from Norway, and I, I've been doing Wafer for over three years. It's, and it's a kind of a hobby for me. Okay. And I know you from the Wayfair discussion discord with like a whole bunch of numbers and dots in there. And I remember the first time that we interacted and I caught a hundred percent P-Dub and I named it after you and I put it in the discord. Didn't know who you were. I just saw your name and I figured that you like P-Dub. So when I caught the hundred percent one, I was like, I had to tag you. And then I think we kind of started chatting after that. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was pretty much. <laughs> I hadn't gotten a hundred percent P-Dub yet. All right. So you are from Norway and yeah. what is your relationship? So you said you've been doing Wayfair for about three years. What's your relationship to uh, Wayfair, Ingress and Pokemon Go? Tell us that. I just uh, like going outside and uh, I think those games and the tools are pretty useful to have on the site. I just like uh, visiting new places and uh, submit things make other people see them too okay now from us talking prior to the show i'd like you to tell the listeners what your local area looked like before you started wayfaring um and what it looks like now when it comes to portals or way spots or gyms well in the municipality where i grew up there was barely anything just your average rural area for pokemon go and way spots and now there's uh Probably around 500 waste bus in the municipality of around 2,300 people, 3,000 people. So wait, how many waste bus did you say now? Around 500. And how many were there when you first started? Between 40 and 60. 40 and 60. And how many of those are yours? Are those all yours or there is there a collaboration with other people from your area? All alone, but probably around 400 of mine. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Before we go further, let's go over to friend of the show, Agent X. Agent X, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? How's life in Idaho? It is. It has been cold the past couple of weeks, but today it's it's gorgeous. So it's like 50 degrees. Nice. And you, just for everyone to know, I also know you from the Wayfair Discussion Discord, but you're also a patron in the uh lured up family pokemon go professor family network so thank you for that the pokemon and tell professor network and thank you again for your patronage 
Yes. You are and welcome. And Lachlan will tell you a little bit of how you can become a patron later in the show. But tell us a little bit about your, um, about who you are, your screen name, your relationship to the games, and your relationship to Wayfair. Um, well, in-game, I am Agent X, 1976. Um, I've been playing Ingress since uh, November of 2012, so I've just gone past the 10-year mark. I am recursed. I only recursed once, but I have about 260 million AP. Um, I also am. I, I also play Pokemon Go. I uh, le- just hit level 48 this week, so doing well on that. But uh, need a lot of experience to go go all the way to 50. Which Jamal, you owe me some experience right now. I do. I do. We need to go best friends here. Yes, so. we do. That's awesome. Now, uh, Agent X, while we're talking to you, how many POIs? Well, first of all, so you've been playing since 2012. So you come from OPR days, correct? I come from pre-OPR days where we we just sent everything to Niantic and (laughs) the monkeys either hit yes or no. So that's where we get a lot of the uh, waste spots that have... uh, arms and rear view mirrors and things like that in it right and fire stations and fire stations and everything that is not allowed anymore right (laughs) and i could list so many things in my area and people just submitting the same thing four times in four different parts of the city and they all become waste spots and you try to contact niantic now and you're going to say well it's not there it's like well, well we need geographic proof i'm like well it's in three other locations i'm pretty sure it's not in all four of those locations Oh, we, need we didn't have that perfect. much of a problem. <laughs> Grumbles. But Niantic <laughs> reviewing everything themselves? Surely they don't have the resources to do that. Absolutely not. That's why they gave it to us. <laughs> so I wasn't playing Ingress back in those days. I didn't even know what it was back in those days. So what was the transition like from niantic doing everything to opr was that smooth was it rough like did you get how how was the community notified about that well they let us know oh what was it back in 2014 or 15 that they were going to shut off our ability to submit and uh because they were going to go into this opr they were going to redo it to where we could vote on our submissions because if you submitted something it was getting to the point where it was taking uh, years to get things approved because that's how big the backlog was. Um, so, but before that, I before they shut it off, I had submitted probably three hundred way spots. Um, of those, one hundred and sixty-seven. I have one hundred and sixty-seven on my Seer badge. So, and that's one that they don't. They no longer. Nothing counts towards that anymore. That's the OG badge. That's the OG Wayfarer badge. <clears throat> now they uh, then they we waited, God, probably eighteen months before OPR came out. Um, they started having us do reviews. They kept so we did reviews and got through that backlog, and then they finally turned submissions back on. And after that, I now have over twenty two hundred submissions with seventeen hundred of them accepted. Wow, so nice. You you mentioned the seer badge, and I want to let listeners know this was a medal that rewarded people for nominating, and not just a small amount of nominating, a lot of nominating. But you actually have a way of getting that medal going to go up still. And the way to do it is to appeal a rejection from Niantic to Niantic. And if Niantic decides to approve it this second time round, it goes up. By one, which I think is quite entertaining. I need thirty-three <laughs> more to get rid of that that uh, silver badge. Oh. I, I don't think I have thirty-three because most of the stuff I got rejected towards the end was all. It's now duplicates of things that other people approved because it was taking so long. Right. You know, so it got approved by somebody else, and then mine got a got a duplicate rejection. Prince P Dove, let's go to you for a second. Were were you playing Ingress before OPR? Not even close. I started okay. with Pokemon Go uh, around. I I downloaded the app in 2016. I laid it off two week, two years. Started in 2018. Okay, so you so, started 2018. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and, uh, and I, yeah. 
So Prince PW, you and I have a lot in common. So we are both the green team in Ingress and we are both the yellow team in Pokemon Go. So what's the Ingress community like in your part of Norway? I can just stay out of it. I play for myself. Okay. Gotcha. And Agent X, I know you are on the blue team. And what is it like in your area? I know like, so let me, let me, before you answer this, I know from looking at the map, Idaho and Utah and that kind of mountain West part looks like it's highly competitive, but it is like controlled by the blue team. Am I right about that? It is. Uh, we, ever since they've done the regional scoring, um, both Idaho, or at least Southern Idaho and uh, most of Utah is usually pretty dominated by the resistance. Um, we are outnumbered definitely outnumbered but uh uh we we do more team gameplay and and are able to score better off and what is your uh what is your thought on the new red faction has that kind of put some life back into the game for people for you at least it kind of gives us at least, you know, we got something to look out for. Um, we got some area, dead areas in the city that the red faction kind of pops up and, and uh, it's kind of fun to go out and seek those out. Some of them are up, uh, uh, up in the foothills. We have a uh, Pogo player who turned, she turned Ingress player. She went up into the foothills and submitted all the trail markers for all the junctions and they are all way spots now. And it actually, is difficult to kind of, especially now in the winter to go up there and go take those out. So they kind of run a little, mu- little rampant from, uh, from up there. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in topic number two, when we get over more into Prince P-Dub, when it talks about foothills and hikes and mountains, I'm excited to talk about that. All right. Well, I've just been looking at my ingress doing some portal recharging while we're sitting here recording because Jamal wants me in the ingress mood. So I thought may as well try and motivate all the blue portals I've got keys for uh, and use like my thousands of hypercubes, which I've just got from the adventure sink. Uh, and I was looking at one and one is a level eight red faction portal. And this is the first time I've seen a level eight red faction portal and there's no links coming out of it at the moment. So clearly an agent's going around destroying all the portals it was connected to. Um, but this is a very portal dense area. So I'm surprised there's not more shiggles from the red faction in it. Now, Agent X, you were in, you were at the anomaly. Was it the, was it the anomaly where they announced the red faction? You were there, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, they didn't really announce the red faction. It just, uh, we were at the anomaly and we noticed in the, uh, after they had announced all the winners and everything like that, we all go back. We were at the after party and all of a sudden people are like, Hey, check this out over at Dodger stadium. And, popped up and there was a red portal and that's when we started figuring out what it was and and uh what was going on and we started communicating with all our uh home home locations and everybody started looking for them and one of uh one of my local agents here in boise found one at a park and he's like well i'm gonna go figure out what it does and he (laughs) jumped in his car and ran over there and and uh screenshotted his or screen recorded his uh, interactions with it um, first by getting zapped by it after hacking it and then uh, destroying it and seeing all the loot that it dropped. I'm loving the loot that it dropped. So yeah, I like that a lot. So I want to get back a little bit on to Wayfarer and Prince P-Dub. Now this has been kind of a big topic that Lachlan and I have talked about in season one. How do you interact with the Wayfair system? Do you do it mostly on desktop or do you do it mostly on mobile or is it 50-50? Only desktop. I don't understand how people can review on mobile. <laughs> Agent X? <laughs> All I do is mobile. Oh, okay. I, I don't do it at desktop. <laughs> so this is, this is awesome. We've got one person that's 100% mobile and one person that's 100% desktop. So Prince Peter, tell me, what do you like about the desktop? What, what, what makes you want to continue on desktop versus trying out mobile? You get more of the nomination on the screen at the same time. And there's a lot of plugins you can add on. For example, I, I really like the keyboard plugin. Because it's so simple to review with it. 
And we have someone here who is um, anti-plugin. I don't know. Is that Sorry. Lachlan? Lachlan, what do, you, what do you think about plugins on the on the desktop version? <laughs> yeah, L- Lachlan is going to keep his thoughts to himself. But when I post screenshots in our Discord, he's always like, you're plugins. Da, 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 da. Lachlan likes it as vanilla as possible. Now, Agent X, when it comes to doing it 100% on mobile, what do you like about doing it 100% on mobile versus doing it on desktop? Uh, just for the fact that I can be, you know, sitting and, and watching television with the family or whatnot and just kind of scroll through it and get, you know, 10 or 11 done at any time. And, you know, wherever I have a little bit of free time is when I get into that mood of, of doing it. Keep my, keep my mind busy. Gotcha. Now I, I like to kind of go back and forth depending on where I'm at. If I'm a passenger in the car, which is very infrequent, or if I'm on public transportation, I'll pull out the mobile and I'll try to knock out 20 or 30 here. You know, I like to try to do at least 50 a day if possible. Do you, do you find the mobile being uh, limiting you as to what you can see? Like what Prince P-Dub says, you don't have the plug-in, you don't have like a bigger screen. It's hard to see things. Do you find the mobile experience limiting? Not really, because I'm kind of like Lachlan. I don't want to use the plugins. Um, I have the plugins on my desktop so I can look at uh, my nomination map. I do love that plugin. I like being able to look at where I have been and what I have done and seeing what I have accomplished. Um, but other than that, no, on the mobile, I don't use any any plugins. Um, I am doing it as vanilla as I can on the mobile. And for me, because I'm sitting here also just reviewing on mobile while we record, um, the the reason I don't like using plugins is because it allows me to jump between the two platforms more regularly without having to worry about the feature experience being different. So when I was in Operation Portal Recon, the mobile UI was horrendous, but I still did it. And I think that speaks a lot to when I have a little bit of downtime to do a couple reviews, I love doing it on my phone. If I really want to sit down and do it, I'll put something on the TV and pull it up on my laptop. But if there's a nomination in my local area, very rarely won't have Street View. And if it doesn't have Street View, satellite view is normally up to date or if it's a new industrial area or if it's new estate i can find that information through googling in another tab i don't necessarily when reviewing locally need the expanded tools because australia is relatively highly mapped by google street view so i i don't feel like my experience is too dropped because of the mobile reviewing difference But I get for a lot of people in a lot of countries, just even having access to a different form of map in the nearby checker is really important. Uh, Plugins really are really useful here now because there's a lot of places in rural areas. The satellite view is horrendous and even off by several dozen of meters, several hundred feet. And uh, you just need a plugin, for example, a button to the national satellite map or plane photos of the entire country. Just click quick access. Much easier. Yeah. And where I stand on this is I'm, I'm an information guy. I, you know, I, the more information I can get, the better. And I, I understand and I respect some people like the vanilla experience. I look at the plugins and I think that's how the Wayfair system should be. And, you know, shout out to Testone and to other people who work on the plugins, but I'm like, give me more information so I can make a quicker, more informed decision on how I want to vote on this, on this uh, potential POI that could go in the game. And if there's something in there, that's going to give me a better experience or have me interact better with the POI, then let's go. Um, You know, I'm an S2 guy. So I like to know where this sits in the cell. And that helps me make a more of an informed decision, especially when I'm nominating myself. But that comes in handy to me when, and I know some people are not going to like this, but when some people are doing a location edit, I'd like, I like to see what, where they're moving it from and where they're moving it to. You know, I like that because I, you know, Agent X, you're smiling. You know my motto. No. What's a few meters? I, in between? Yes. 
What's a few meters in between, friends? And if someone is trying to move something from one cell to the other and it's still on the same POI and it's legit, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to vote for it, you know. But when you're doing it with the vanilla experience, you don't really see that. And that comes to a topic we're going to be talking about at some point between the start of the season and Easter. I'm not quite sure where I'm fitting it in. Where we're going to discuss that S2 cell bias in reviewers and nominators. And I think that in itself is a whole show. And I really want to do a deep dive into that from a perspective of integrity and just general game board experiences. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned. Or if it's already out, Listen to that one now. <laughs> right. Who knows? This episode's yeah. release is dependent on whatever the Wayfarer challenge is announced in February. Right. I Agent love Action. being an evergreen episode. <laughs> That's right. You look like you wanted to say something about that, the what's a few meters between friends, Agent X. So what's up? Talk to me. I understand your point. I understand your point. But in a, that is why I don't use the plugins i don't want to know what the original location was i when i do see a location edit i am picking what appears to be the best location um as far as access goes i do every once in a while i might pull up iitc and go look okay where is this originally and see what what is they trying to do and a lot of times i find that somebody's trying to move it way off the yeah. poi true which i'm not doing um and so I might, and I might even, I very rarely send somebody in for an abuse report, but I have the, the few people that I have sent in on abuse. I know that the waste spots have been uh, removed. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I, I'm not trying to cheat. And I know some people online on Twitter have kind of called me out on, you know, a few meters between friends is cheating. I don't think so. And I've given that example of the statue where I, the pin for the statue was, it was kind of a, oh God, I don't even know. Let's call it a three by three block for the base of the statue. And the POI was on the, call it bottom right corner. And I was trying to move it to the top right corner, which would put it into another cell and have something else added on the game board. It was still touching the statue. It was just touching the statue on an opposite side, you know? So that's that was where I kind of came down on that. So Prince P Dub, talk to me about way spots. Like like when you are nominating way spots, like what 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 do you think when you're talking about placements of way spots? It should be on the object. That's it. Okay. Should be on the object. All right. You can put it anywhere on the object. You can use the cells as advantage, but keep it on the object on the entire candidate yep i i do not disagree with that so let's do this since we're going to start talking about that and talking about things touching the object and where we place it let's go ahead and get into topic number two now on the way spotters podcast we give you topic number two okay so now that we've gotten to know you guys let's get down to business let's talk about how you play the game let's talk about how and where you place pois and how you think about if they're going to show up in Ingress, Pogo, Pikmin, or wherever. Okay, Agent X, let's go to you. So when you are out nominating POIs, waste spots, do you think about, will this particular POI go into any one of the games, or do you think that I'm just nominating a waste spot in general? When they reopened up uh, submissions for everybody, um, I was looking at it as is this going to go into both games although at the beginning we didn't know really how the the s2 cells worked but uh i would submit things that were going to appear both in pokemon go and in ingress because i did want to have the biggest impact and a lot of my nominations so i would i'm a sales rep and my route included a bunch of small towns in in central idaho and a lot of those places I would take and make sure because these are little towns that only had one or two points of interest when I started. And now they've got, you know, 15 to 20, if not over a hundred points of interest. And I've made sure, you know, I know there's one town in uh, central Idaho that 
probably the only reason it's playable is because of all the points of interest that I added. Not that somebody else wouldn't be able to come and do it, but I was consistent in submitting in that area. And I know 20 or 30 people that live up there that play up there. I'm in their, their group. Um, and so they are, they're always, Oh, Hey, look, a new, something new popped in. It's like, <laughs> you're welcome. And you're kind of like so, the Pied Piper, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, and before any of them could submit, I always ask, Hey, is there anything you guys can let me know where it's at? I will go submit it and, and I'll get them turned in. Gotcha. Were they at the level where they could submit or did they just not have the motivation? Like you had the motivation at the time they weren't level. I mean, uh, so it's a little town called, uh, it's not a town. It's a little city called McCall, Idaho. It's about 3,200 people, 3,500 people. Uh, before they turned submissions back on, it had a total of 35 way spots. Um, and I don't think all of them were in Pokemon. I'm sure there was three or four that were probably in their, in shared cells. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have as much to interact with. There was only maybe four gyms in the whole, the whole town. Gotcha. And now, um, I mean, so I just, I just let them know, Hey, if there's a playground somewhere, let me know if there's this artwork somewhere, let me know. I was basically always on just the main highway through town. Cause that's where all the businesses are. Uh, but you know, they would tell me, Hey, there's a picnic area over here. There's this over here. I would go and get them. So submitted. it was collaboration. It was, it was, I they love were that. You know, now they are, they are high enough now that, and I don't go up there anymore, but I still mm -hmm. get submissions from that area while reviewing. So somebody else is now taking over that, that duty and is adding new stuff. I love that in my local area, we kind of have that as well, where we've kind of got it to the people that I submit with, we kind of have our own little parts of town or parts of neighborhoods where, you know, between this street and this street, this area around the mall is mine around that mall is yours. And I'm not going to go. And so we all, so we're not cannibalizing and submitting the same things. So Prince P-Dub, I'll bring that question back to you. When you are out submitting waste spots, do you take into account that this is going to show up in Ingress or this is going to show up in Pogo, or do you just submit it strictly for Lightship and that is just a POI? Well, uh, since uh, Wafer came out, I was mostly a Pogo-focused player. But over the course of the three years, I focused more on just getting it on the right location, no matter if it appears in any game. Gotcha. Yes, uh, so I'll do it. Gotcha. And is that kind of, so that's kind of your primary focus now is just, I'll just call those light chip portals that may appear in a game and it may not appear in a game. Um, I, I a hundred percent respect that. And you guys can for those who are on the podcast now can see Lachlan is kind of putting two hands up. My only problem with that Prince P dove is if it's a light ship only portal, I kind of feel like if I'm going out and doing my hard work and taking the picture and submitting it and writing a creative, description i want to be able to interact with it at some point and not have to wait for another game to come out in the future so if i'm going to drive 20 minutes down the road to go take a picture of whatever it is a new mural and, and submit it i want to be able to interact with it in one or both of the games that i play and if it's in a shared cell with something else i'll never see it and that kind of bums me out what do you think about that i don't care Agent X, what do you think about that? Uh, like I said, I used to be the same way. I wanted it to appear in as many games as I could, but I've gotten to the point where now I will submit something that is not going to show up gotcha. in either game. And I have done a couple of lightship onlys. So I guess I'm just going to be the lone person to die on this hill because <laughs> I just I can't go there. I just can't do it. And I know Lachlan does it all the time, so... I don't know. I'll be the grumpy old man that will only nominate something that uh, will show up in our games. You know, it's interesting. I think communities kind of go in different ways. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the people that I mostly play with and, and submit with are more similar to my mindset is that we'll say, hey, something new just popped up. There's new construction. For example, they just built a new humane society um, in Charlotte. And there's like five really good potential waste spots. 
and we only nominated ones that were going to show up in the game. And someone could go back and nominate something else, but we really like sat down and looked at the map and really only nominated things that would show up in the game. So that's just me. That that's what I like. Um, I like to be able to go and interact with something. I don't necessarily care if my name is on it or, or, or whatever, but I like to be able to interact with it. So Agent X, Idaho can be pretty rural and it can be pretty hilly and mountainy. You got the Cascade Mountains out there. You know, I miss looking at the Cascade Mountains. You got the Rockies out there. You know, I think you're probably a little closer to the Rockies than the Cascades. Uh, or maybe you might be right in the middle, depending on where you're located. So how does elevation and how does ruralness play into your strategy when it comes to picking waste spots? Uh, well, usually I'm just submitting in the places where I'm going. So if I am going up into the hills, I'm going to submit some stuff. Um, I did submit a uh, mountain peak for, it's called Lucky Peak, just outside of Boise. Uh, it's 5,600 feet tall or something like that. And it has a, a survey marker at the top uh, telling you its elevation. And I submitted that as a waypoint and still waiting on a decision. Mm -hmm. But there's a bird observatory up there that, uh, that we went to visit and check out some hawks and stuff while they were flying around. Now, can you drive up there or do you have to hike or do you have to walk or how easily accessible is that? You could drive up to a certain point and then you had to hike the rest of the way. And it okay. wasn't too, All it right. wasn't too bad because there is a, a science station where they, they do have to have access. So that would be a good anchor for a portal is what you're saying, right? It would be a good anchor. <laughs> now, speaking about anchors of a portal, Prince P. Dove. So you shared with me earlier in the day. Uh, you were exploring a coastal defense fortress from World War II. You yeah. want to tell us a little bit about that? And I want you to kind of bleed that into some of the things that you're doing. I've watched your YouTube channel, and I'm going to link it in here. Talk to us about your strategy, because I think you are so interesting, which is why we wanted to have you on, on, on where you place your portals. I haven't submitted the candidates on the fortress yet, but I think I'll be able to squeeze in 20 portals and then like 10 light ship only i don't know how many stops or games there will be but uh, those come after i submit them and how rural are these if we're talking about norway like like tell the listeners like give us like some perspective uh, i know i have like a uh, four main areas where i've submitted a lot and uh, today i'm in uh, bergen second largest city in norway and I took a 40-minute bus ride to the island with the fortress. And I went on a hike and took photos of all the structures I could find. Hiked up to the peak, took photos of more structures. And there was just so many things. And where do you get your motivation to write your descriptions for these things that are way out of the way? Because this sounds like, and this looks like this is pretty rural. Um, what's, the elevate, what's the elevation of this? Uh, from sea level to around 170 meters above sea level. So it's not yet, it's not that tall. Okay, it's not that tall. So is this an area where a lot of people visit, or is this something that truly would bring people to like a hidden gym that people don't know about? No, nah, it's a pretty popular hiking area. Okay, There's already a, a few waste bus, but uh, oh, nice. I'm going to make more. Okay. So you said that it's going to be about 20 waste spots, and you think about 10 of them might go into one of the games? probably 15, 20. I don't 15. know. I haven't checked really. Okay. So when you, um, so, so go ahead, Lachlan. So when you're thinking about all of these remote and re rural things that you've got in your, your camera roll ready to go, how important is the distance submission for you? And is that something that when we had the, the brief blink in your miss of the Wayfarer app, something that you wish you didn't have those range restrictions on or do you nominate at the site hit upload later and deal with the upload when you get uh, to a more stable connection I, I usually only upload and submit from home because that's where i have the map open so i know where to place them so i don't i don't really submit on location anymore 
and the, the restrictions are pretty brutal sometimes. I have a few reactions further inland that I can only submit when I'm on the train in inland. I can't submit them from home or I don't want to take a bus two hours and then submit <laughs> and then two hours back. And do you submit most of your waste spots through Pokemon Go or do you do it through Ingress? Both games. Both games? Does it just depend on the distance? Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Agent X? What, where, where do you do most of your submissions from? As long as I've got good cell service, I will submit while I'm there um, or try and submit as close as I can. And if I need to do the upload later, I'll use the upload later. But for the and most part, I'm submitting at site. Are you submitting through Pokemon Go or through Ingress? Right now, I mean, since they gave us the 40 per game, um, I have not run out of of uh, nomination space yet. I ran out once and submitted like five more through Pokemon, but most of them are going through Ingress now. Right. I like to submit through Ingress because I get the key to the portal. And that's just kind of my thing. Like... Some people really care about having their name in Pokemon Go. I don't really care about that, but I like having the key to the portal so I can kind of have almost kind of a quote-unquote a living dex of everything that I've gotten approved. That's just kind of my thing. I don't know if that's important to anybody else in the world other than me, but I like having the key to the portal. But what if they're I've run not out portals, of... Jamal? Or what if they're not Pokestops? How... Surely you've had some things that you've nominated and thought, well, this won't be able to be a Pokestop. What if I don't want people knowing I was the one that originally submitted it, so I'll chuck it through Pokemon Go or vice versa? I, I've never had that thought run through my mind, Lachlan. I, I just don't. First of all, I've only submitted two that knowingly have gone light chip. Only two. And one was a basketball court inside of the YMCA that I had already kind of specced out. But I'm like, this is a basketball court. Yes, YMCA. And I wanted to have that in there for the NBA All-Worlds. I thought that was cool. But I know you, Lachlan, sometimes nominate things, and you don't want people to know that you nominated it. I I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. But I will very, God, like I said, I've, I don't even know. I've probably got a 1,000. I don't know how many. But if it's not going to show up in the game, I'm probably going to go and find something in a cell that does. So, But I just like having the key to the portal. And I, I like to make sure that it's going to be a portal. And it, like when I went on vacation to Mexico last spring, I have two that I got approved. And I have those keys at those portals. And I'd love to be able to throw to those. But to go to throw from Charlotte to Cancun, there's so many blockers in between there that I'm probably going to have those keys forever. It's like the Hawaii keys that I have in my souvenir capsule. Yeah. Yep. I like to keep those. Prince P-Dove, do you save keys from far off places or or, or places where you've gotten like various uh, approvals? Or do you do you not worry about that? I wish I could save them more, but uh, my English back storage was like over 400 before I decided to delete over 1,300 keys and only saved the ones that I care most about, mostly oh. chaos and cabins you know, and all that. I don't know if I've ever deleted a key. I'll delete a lot of things, but I haven't ever deleted a key. I just, well, I'll take that back. If I've got like, like the portal nearest to my house, I have like 50 keys, I'll dump 25 of them, but I've never gotten rid of a key where I only had one. I'll say that. That would like hurt my little heart if I did that. Agent X has eight hundred keys off the floor, and then just throw out the ones that you're never going to need to use. Gosh, Jamal, do I, you even play Ingress? I, I I just keep buying more key lockers. I guess I I I don't mind spending money, so I, I I'm weird like that. I'll just buy something else. <laughs> if you're buying the key lockers one at a time, we have to talk. Listeners, <laughs> buy the bundle and never think about it again. That brings me to another thought when it comes to Ingress. Prince P-Dub, do you did you buy the subscription? The core, C-O-R-E. No, I, I haven't bought anything in Ingress. I'm, I'm too casual. I'm too casual for Ingress. Gotcha. Too casual. That's fair. That's fair. I think Lachlan is on that level now. He's too casual for Ingress. Agent X, did you buy the core subscription? I am a core subscriber. The next, next uh, subscription day, I should get my two-year or whatever whatever the year badge we're going to get 
Oh, so you were an early adopter on Core. Yes. Nice. So I have not bought Core. So would you mind taking like a minute and like educating us on what Core is? Doesn't have to be super in-depth, but I couldn't tell people what Core is. You mind helping us out there? Ingress is is trying to monetize themselves by having the subscription. Um, the best thing you get, it, it's $5 a month. And for that $5 a month, there's there's a loadout that you get every month with some bursters and, and resonators and a few other things in it. But the probably the biggest uh, biggest thing that you get is 500 extra space in your bag. So you go from 2,000 items that you can hold to 2,500 items that you can hold. Uh, so that is, to me, that is worth it. I don't keep a lot of keys. Uh, in my active inventory, I've got 70 to 80 keys at any one time everything else is in key lockers and then the rest of my inventory is filled up with bursters and resonators and mods gotcha so thank you for that because i have often you know i lost so this is when i became an english casual so right now i have 1045 portal keys and i have 954 items so that's kind of my ratio right now I was a hardcore Ingress player up until I lost my streak. And my streak was at 541 days. And I lost my streak, and I was really upset about it. So for those of you who play Ingress, you'll know like Pokemon Go, at midnight, you're, you, you know, you get your next day. If you, ha if you spin at 12.01 a.m., your, your tick will go up. And if you catch a Pokemon at 12.01 a.m., it'll go up. So at the time in Ingress, your streak was based on a certain time so it wasn't midnight do you remember this agent x where yeah. like 6 6 p.m in the afternoon could have been the time that it turned over for you so it was um election day in the u.s 2020 and i thought that i had i was watching the election results and i'm doing my thing and i thought that i had hacked after my time but my time wasn't midnight it was like in the evening and i missed it I had hacked that day, but I hadn't hacked after the time that I was supposed to hack. And my hack streak was at 541 days. And I was so heartbroken. Like I, it's been almost, it's been two and a half years since that happened. And I, that was the kind of the day I lost my, my love for Ingress because I knew that I had been working on that streak and I was just going to try to keep it going for as long as possible. And I always thought that that was really strange that Ingress had it, fixed that way that you had to kind of remember a certain time and it wasn't midnight and i was like god i gotta like set an alarm so this, this is this is gonna bite me and i knew at some point it was gonna bite me and then it bit me and then since then i've been kind of an ingress ingress casual so i don't know maybe someday i'll get back on it but i think my hex streak is currently like at 100 now just because i just when i do I, I have a stop down the street from my house at portal and i just do pokemon go i just do it at the same time so but I kind of lost my love for the game of Ingress after that. So, however, I want to get back to Prince P-Dub and I want to get back to some of your exploits in you going up and putting portals on top of mountains. Do you have a yeah. favorite story about hiking a mountain, going on a hike and putting a portal up there? I've, like I said, I've watched some of your videos and we're going to share it in our show notes. But do you want to tell the listeners yeah. about some of that? Because it seems pretty darn exciting. Uh, the YouTube channel? Yes. Uh, well, I decided in the summer of uh, 2022 that I always, you just want to record some of things I do. For example, the first video I made was me hiking after midnight in the darkness and submitting trail markers in the forest on a mountain. And uh, after that, I just uploaded a few, two videos every week for a month. Then I laid it off made another video this winter and uh, I'm thinking of bringing it back a little this year with new camera gear and drones and real life, real cameras. I think you should bring it back. Agent X, have you had a chance to watch any of his YouTube videos? I did. I watched the, uh, the one that you just put up uh, hiking up in the winter and I thought it was really kind of cool being snowshoeing out on top, out on these mountaintops. Uh, it was really kind of a neat experience to see, especially to see a different part of the world. 
So Yeah. I think the two of you have a lot in common when it comes to um, the outdoors and, and submitting. And I think that's really interesting. I'm, I'm a city boy through and through, like, you know, I like to submit things that I can access from my car. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I know a lot of people don't. Lachlan's talked about him and cow in a suit and people there, you know, in Australia get upset because they can't reach it from the car. They've got to get out of their car, walk to the other side of the park. And I don't complain about it. That, that annoys me. But when I submit things, I tend to say, you know what? It's touching the object and it's right here and I can pull into the parking lot of this park and I can just kind of hang the phone out the window and I can get it where some other people will be like, nope, I'm going to walk all the way over to the tree line and I'm going to put it there. I do what now? I don't get upset if I can't drive to a way spot. I thrive no, 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 no. No, I was saying, no, I was saying you and Cal in a suit do that on purpose if people get upset with you. I know you like to do things that are out of the reach of the car. Because that's not what you said. That's what I meant. I ain't, I'll have I ain't to... having you calling me out for something I don't do. No, no, no. I meant that you like to do that to make people get out of their car. You like to submit things off the beaten path where me, I like to have it right there. I want it like a drive through where I can just grab it. I don't want to have to get out and go get it. So I will say that I have purposely placed gyms as far away from the road as I possibly can. Yes. Same, so, same. <laughs> so I know friend of the show, Heracross Boss, is building a trail kind of in between. He and I live like cities adjacent, and there's a city in between the city he lives in and the city I live in, and he's building a trail. And when he was deciding where to put the gym, he put the gym at the very, very end of the trail because, you know, the way the sales rule, you know, one stop and then the second one becomes a gym so he used his nominations and his upgrades so that the one the furthest away became the gym and i'm like you're evil he's like well i'm gonna get gold in that gym and i'm like you have a point so there's some strategy that goes into it so i really appreciate that and hey we've been going for almost an hour guys this has been a great conversation let's do this let's take a quick break and then we will come back and talk some more waste spots with our guest Agent X and Prince P-Dub. So we will see you on the other side. I hope you guys enjoyed the dad jokes. I'm going to make them super cheesy to annoy Lachlan even more. We'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Course Leo, and you're listening to the Waste Spotters Podcast. This is Tish from the middle of nowhere in Alabama, and you are listening to the Waste Spotters Podcast. Oh, I'm Jamal. Your dad jokes are the worst. What do you call a cow in an earthquake? A milkshake. What's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. Don't be worried about your smartphone and television collecting your data. Your vacuum cleaner has been gathering dirt on you for years now. What do you call a werewolf who doesn't know they're a werewolf? And not a werewolf? Spring is here. I got so excited, I wet my plants. Two slices of bread got married. The wedding was going amazing until someone decided to toast the bride and groom. What did the horse say after it tripped? Help! I've fallen and I can't giddy up. All right, everybody. Thank you for going through the break and welcome back to Waste Botters here with our friends, Prince P-Dove and Agent X. And Lachlan is eating a banana. He made a cup of tea during the break and now he's eating a banana. But we don't want to talk about a banana. We want to talk about mountains really quick, and we want to talk about waste spots. And I'm also curious, Prince P-Dove, how many reviews you've done? You want to just take the floor for a second and kind of talk about those things real quick for us? Um, just about to hit 95,000. 95,000 <laughs> is a lot of reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do around 200 a day, but I hit, hit the end of the queue, so I can't review more. 
You know, when you told me you hit the end of the queue before, I was like, yeah, but now that you told me you've done about 95,000 reviews, I can understand you're a power reviewer. I thought I was a power reviewer at 50 a day. I've got nothing on you. But I want to know a little bit more about your waste spots on top of mountains. Talk to me about mountains and talk to me about waste spots, please. During the pandemic, I found a new hobby and I was hiking, collecting mountain peaks. I just found it fun started collecting i i did uh, i got around 122 peaks in 2022 and uh, there's so much thing so many cool things to submit on this mountain for example cairns a uh, pile of rocks on the summit mountains the mark the summit or a significant spot and it's so beautiful and photogenic it's like taking photos of them with the view in the background submitting them it's the best candidates ever, in my opinion. Not just that, it's just fun to be outdoors. And I'm not sure if you've listened to our interview that we did with Danby Lee, but she indirectly references your nominations as, I'm so proud to see all those people who have these long threads of all these approved waste spots they've had. Now, I'm pretty switched on to Twitter and there's only a couple people who are really good at actively updating their long threads and you're included of one of them and I did note that the Wayfair Twitter account would follow you so how does it feel that the former head of Wayfarer was actively viewing your posts on Twitter about successfully getting new Wayspots approved I never knew she uh, actually saw them that's uh, amazing. Thank you for thank you for looking at looking at them, Danby. Yeah, go back and listen to episode fifty. She doesn't mention you by name, but if you listen to her words, she's talking about you. I did listen to the episode. I didn't know you meant me. Yep, that was you. Uh huh. Heartwarming. So, what is the highest mountain you've climbed to put a way spot up? In elevation. The tallest in, in Norway. Tallest in Norway. And I remember you sent us the picture. What's the elevation in feet or meters or Lachlan's? 2,469 meters, which is 1,230 Lachlan, not 35 Lachlan's. Thank you. And 8,100 feet. And do you have, uh, are, are you occupying that portal currently or have you occupied nope. it recently? You're not? Okay. Nope. It's an active summit on a sum, an active portal on a summer. Okay. Because so, it's pretty easy to get up there. You just pay five hundred dollars and you get a guide up there together with two hundred other people. So there's probably wow. a, a red line coming out of it by now. Nah, it's occupied, but not by me. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. I, I like how you were ready with the conversion to Lachlan's. I love that. And Lachlan, <laughs> he nodded. He's like, that's right. <laughs> he did the math right. Uh, Prince P-Dub, I know you are pretty active in the Wayfarer Discussion Discord. If any of the members of the Wayfarer Discussion Discord are listening right now, what would you like to say to them as far as your strategy or just to say hello? Or is there anybody you want to shout out from that Discord? Shout out to Billy for being good friend. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And um, great. I'm glad we talked about mountains and waste spots. And so wait, you said 95,000 reviews. Is that what you said? Yeah. So when do you think you're going to hit your 100,000? Late February. Late February. Okay. Will you do me a favor? Will you tweet at the Waste Spotters uh, Twitter and and send us a screenshot when you hit 100,000, please? Mm, Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see I don't think I've lost interest in Wafer by that time I don't think so by mid-February I don't think you will either alright, Agent X I want to ask you kind of the same question what is the furthest, rulest way spot that you've got approved in the game and are you currently occupying that in, in Ingress I am definitely not occupying it uh, probably, let me think, Jimmy, uh, up, probably up in McCall, um, Idaho, it's, it, you get to the north side of the lake, uh, cell service gets pretty sketchy. 
Um, and so it, it's one of those, it's one of those ones you go there once and I have not been back to even capture it. So I've, I've, I, it got, it got approved and I have not been back there since. Um, but it should have created a gym in Pokemon. So okay. I do want to go back to at least drop, drop a Mon in it. All right. What are you going to drop in there? More than likely be something level one because it'll probably stay there for a couple hundred days. <laughs> right. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Prince P Dove. I want to, I have a, I want to talk about a gym. I mean, I have two gyms that I sit in. I've been in them for 882 days so far. Mountain wow. Gyms. That's, that's, that's very impressive. That beats mine. I got 511 is my longest from, and it was a original gym. I was the first one in it. Nice. That's awesome. Lachlan. On the topic of furthest approved way spots, uh, I can safely say that when I next go to the US and visit Justin in Texas, I will be able to go visit my furthest approved way spot from my house. However, it's just a few couple tens of thousands of kilometers away so <laughs> not just gonna wander there and cap a portal but uh, i hope to gotcha i love it we just have to figure out when the next time lachlan is coming to the u.s i might have to buy his ticket but we'll figure that out 2020 all right 2024 there we go all right so we are going to play the sounder for everybody's favorite segment and that's call of the week So this coal of the week, we have two coals of the week, and they both come courtesy of the Wayfair Discussion Discord. The first one comes from Bread, and we are going to have Prince P-Dove read that. So Prince P-Dove, can you take the first coal of the week, please? Yeah, just getting up. Okay. We see a photo of uh, a cross in a forest, beautiful candidate, but there's two dogs standing right in front of it, centered in the photo. And the title is Giffel Cross of Totterman. And the description is Cross of the Totterman. The same with the supporting photo. It's a cross in the forest. That's what it translates to? Cross in the forest of Totem Man or something. Okay. I was going to have Lachlan try that one because he's been getting better with his German, but you did that very, very well. So you guys know why I picked this one. There's two dogs in the photo. There's two live animals. I love it. Love the doggies, but it makes it cold of the week. Anything else you want to say about this one? Um, um, Prince P-Dove, it looks like the person may have had to hike up there with this dog. So I thought that would kind of fit your theme of what you want to do. Nah, that's no? just a forest. Okay, but just uh, a forest. two good uh, dogs and one bad submitter. Yes, I love that. Two good dogs and one bad submitter. Thank you. They could easily just flip the supporting photo with the primary photo and then crop the supporting photo a little bit. And you've got a, a lovely primary photo there. So assuming this got rejected and... Bread happens to know who the submitter is over in Germany. It would be great to see a um, a fixeru of this one. Yeah, a fixeru. And our call number two. Uh, this comes. This also comes from the Wayfarer discussion Discord. This comes from Spicy Gecko, and I'm going to have Agent X. Can you take this one and describe to the listeners what we are looking at? Well, I'll, let me start with the title and the description, and then we'll go to the picture here. So. Okay. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Tomorrow is a latter day. (laughs) Now, coming from Idaho, I am very familiar with these churches. They are all over the place. I think we have more of them than we have Starbucks. Uh, These aren't sponsored. They aren't, no. (laughs) 
The description reads, public church with easy accesses and public with safe entry into and around property. So a little bit on the wording there. But the problem uh, comes well, with... Let me, let me, hold on. Before you go, let me stop you there. So the title, The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's fine. The description is a little wonky, but a church, isn't a church like eligible? Why is this cool? Well, let's look over at the picture. The picture is of the church from the inside of a car. Oh. And you can see way too much of the car. It's not even just like the hint of the mirror. Like I can see this guy. This guy has a nice tan interior with black, you know, or a tan roof, black uh, doors. Um, he's got a nice steering wheel. I'll say that much. So it looks like in the primary photo to me that this submitter took the picture of the church not from the passenger seat, but from the driver's seat out the passenger window. Is that what it looks like to you? Oh, I was that getting is very exactly confused because like. the driver's side was on the wrong side of the car. And I'm like, what do you mean from the, the <laughs> passenger side? It's from the passenger side. <laughs> so we're, not, the, we're not upside down. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. some might say America is upside down. But let's yeah, not go so into that right now, shall we? <laughs> so, and then tell us about the supporting photo, Agent X. Uh, supporting photos the same. It's it's taken from the driver's seat. That's where you can see the steering wheel. You can. It's a. It's looking at the building. You can kind of see the building, but I mean, again, you're not looking at the, at the. Church itself. Right. As well, it just—it's a picture of the parking lot, basically. <laughs> so it's definitely cultastic. So this is what I would say: this is a good way to mess up a church nomination, like a really good way to mess up. A church I, I've got another couple ways you can mess up a church nomination. Oh boy! Uh, step one is submit everything you see at the church. That—that that feels personal, Lachlan. Oh, I've been enjoying the duplicate button in North Carolina recently. <laughs> good thing i'm not submitting any churches you know i think the best day is going to be february the 4th when lachlan changes his bonus location away from north carolina so yes in time for the the wayfarer challenge that i can change it right back everything <laughs> i'm nominating now is on the level so you go ahead he, he I'm, I'm just saying you're not well, the only person in north carolina I know there's someone very vocal in the Wayfarer discussion Discord who doesn't listen to podcasts because they can't see us. But, you know, if someone mentions to you that you were mentioned today, mate, I'm sure they're not the one submitting four different signs for the same church. I would never submit four different signs for the same church, but I would submit the church. I would submit the cross. I would submit the playground and fellowship hall. I will do that. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that today. I want to thank you, Agent X, and I want to thank you, Prince P. Dove, for coming on Spotters. And I want to give you guys a chance to plug your socials. Prince P. Dove, I know you have a YouTube channel. I want to give you a chance to give out the link to the YouTube channel. And Lachlan and I will make sure it gets in the show notes, the show description. And Agent X, I don't know if you want to plug your... Uh, plug anything if you want to plug your Twitter or not, but Prince P. Dove, go ahead and tell all the listeners where they can view you up hiking mountains and putting waste spots in, please, on YouTube. On YouTube, I'm still planning to bring them back up, but uh, I do post every single new peak I get on Twitter. Every hike I do, every new peak, and the best photos I get from there. Okay. And that is www.youtube.com backslash T-R-O-L-L-F-A-R-E-R Norway. Correct? Yeah. Combine two words. Troll, like the Norwegian mythical creature, and Wayfair. Yeah, Trollfair. I like it. So please go and give his channel a view, and then you can also find uh, Prince P Dove on Twitter at Norway underscore Hacker. That's where you can find him on Twitter. Agent X, anything you want to plug, or do you want to stay in the shadows? People can have my Twitter. Uh, it's probably my most outgoing 
stuff I don't post a lot on there, but if anybody did want to get a hold of me, I am Agent X1976 on Twitter. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Wayspotters. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Wayspotters and leave us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify or any of the other podcast services that you have. And just know that we are incredibly responsive and one of us is usually awake to answer questions. Second, we'd love you to visit our, our website, wayspotters.com. From there, you can get links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a, me- a message directly from the website or email us at wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. For our American listeners, you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline, 704-426-3710. You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show. Or you can do what is Lachlan's absolute favorite, and you can tweet us a voicemail right from Twitter. And again, if you're incredibly lucky, it will appear on an upcoming episode of the show. And finally, if you're not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can join for as little as $1 US. You have access to the Discord for the entire family of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Wastebotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Purified Podcasts, and Lured Up. It's a fantastic place filled with fantastic people, as Ken Pescator would say. With that, we look forward to you listening to us again next week, and may all your nominations be shiny, and thank you for listening to Wayspotters.